We are just over a week away from the start of a new football season for Oklahoma State. And what is my wish list for this season? I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome on in to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And today we're, we've made our list. We've checked it twice. We're headed to the mall. We're standing in line, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to talk to Football Santa about everything we want to see or I want to see from Oklahoma State this season. What I want to see improvement-wise, what I want to see offensively, defensively, the team as a whole as we head into the 2023-2024 season after a very disappointing season last year. In fact, I want a whole way better season from all Oklahoma State athletics, but more on that later on this season. First, we're going to talk about football. So number one, or I guess not number one, but the first thing I want to talk about, I'm going to start talking about my offensive wish list, defensive wish list, and then things about the team or the season overall, uh, what I want to see for 2023 from the Cowboys uh, in all aspects of the game. So first thing up that I want to talk about is, is I want a 1,000-yard rusher. I want someone to emerge from the backfield. I don't care if it's Ollie Gordon. I don't care if it's Nixon. I don't care if it's Collins. I want someone to emerge out of the backfield, and I want to see someone rush for a 1,000 yards. Dominique Richardson, in nine games, had 573 yards last year. He's no longer with the team. Ollie Gordon, who is with the team, at 326 yards. Gordon averaged about five yards a carry. A lot of it to be excited about there with Gordon. Uh, Nixon is there as well. And then you've got the transfer from Michigan State in uh, Collins. So we'll see who emerges. But I want one of them to emerge as the guy that you can trust. Uh, Jaden Nixon, 196 yards last year. Ollie Gordon, 326. So one of those guys alongside Elijah Collins, I want to see 1,000 yards. I think... The Cowboys have to see a 1,000-yard rusher to see success this season. Last year, the run game was not good, uh, consistent, uh, because there was not one guy who could kind of dominate that you felt like you could trust. Ollie Gordon certainly showed flashes in 62 attempts, five yards a carry. He had two touchdowns, but... I want to see I want to see a 1,000-yard rusher, and I'd love to see a double-digit touchdown scorer. Uh, Spencer Sanders was the number two rusher on this team last year with 508 yards. That 508 yards from the quarterback position is gone. So if you take what Sanders did and what Dominic Richardson did, two guys that are gone, that's over 1,000 yards. It's 1,081 yards. 1,081 yards that is up for grabs. And I think that this year you could have a 1,000-yard rusher and a 500-yard rusher, and you'd feel happy about the way the run game looks. But it has to be better because you it is not Garrett Rangel and Alan Bowman, whoever is the starting quarterback, more on that in a bit, not going to be the guys to do it. They're not Spencer Sanders. We're not going to see that from the quarterback position. So somebody has to take a hold and be the, the number one running back on this team, and I want a 1,000-yard season from one of them. That is the first thing I want to talk about. Second thing, I want someone to emerge in the quarterback room as the trusted starter. I want to be able to rely on someone as the quarterback. I don't want to go game to game where are we going to see Gunnar Gundy? Are we going to see Garrett Rangel? Is it going to be Alan Bowman? No one has emerged yet so far in the spring. I thought Alan Bowman was the guy 
maybe not, but someone needs to emerge in that room and be the guy that they can rely on, that they can trust. Because Oklahoma State is in a better place offensively when you can trust a quarterback to be the guy on the team. You look at how good Spencer Sanders was two years ago when Oklahoma State uh, beat Notre Dame was like a yard short from making uh, winning the, the Big 12 championship. You look at the Brandon Whedon years when Mason Rudolph was the guy. The team is better when you can trust a guy to go out there every game and be good or great. And they need to find someone to emerge to be that guy. I don't want to see uh, two quarters of Alan Bowman and two quarters of Garrett Rangel five weeks into the season. I don't, I don't want to see back and forth. I don't want to see Rangel getting the first half and Bowman getting the second half or however you work it out. I, I don't want to see I want to see a trusted guy week in and week out, barring injury, of course, be the guy you can trust. And whoever that may be, again, my hope was Alan Bowman, I want 3,500 yards, at least 3,500 yards, at least 25 touchdowns and 10 or less interceptions. Those are the stat lines that I want to see, which I don't think is asking too much, especially with how Oklahoma State wants to be offensively. Now, a lot of that is going to rely on my next wish. Big improvement to the O-line. The O-line was not good last year. It was not healthy last year either. So you improve the O-line. That is going to give you the ability to throw for 3,500 yards. It's going to give you the ability to run for 1,000 yards. So you improve that. This all kind of works hand in hand. The other thing I want to see offensively is Casey Dunn either needs to figure it out and be a good offensive coordinator at this level for this team in the Big 12, or you move on from Dunn. And he's gone one of the two. Either he figures it out or he's gone. Last year was abysmal offensively abysmal. The worst I'd ever seen an Oklahoma State team in my time. And if that continues this year, you're going to be one of the four or five worst teams in in the league. You, you cannot be as good as the rest of the league if you're not scoring at a high level. So Casey Dunley either figures it out or he moves on. That's that's what I want. Now, switching to the defensive side of things. I want to see big improvements to the defense. Defense was not good last year either. I mean, the team wasn't good. They were 4-5 and five in conference. They were 7-6 and six overall. They started the season fine, but 3-0 uh, and oh, and then fell apart. Uh, so, I want to see a, a defense that Brian Nardo comes in. And Nardo... Last year, when he was, albeit at a much smaller school, Gannon University had a good defense. They gave up just under 22 points per game. They allowed under 300 yards per game. Uh, Scoring-wise or passing-wise or rushing-wise, they were good on a, a yards per game average, just over 100 rushing and just under 200 uh, passing. And if you can keep that in check in the Big 12, you're going to find success. So Nardo hopefully can bring that over, and, and you see a much improved defense. But averaging, giving almost 30 points a game up in the Big 12 and giving up 
over 435 yards a game is not going to get it done in the Big 12. So Nardo needs to come in in his first season, show massive improvement to this Cowboys defense. And that's a defense that lost a lot. It's a defense that's not very good at, at the front. It's good at the linebacker position. Is okay in the defensive back spot. So big improvements. I, I want to see positive differential in yards and points. They were about one and something points better than their opponents last year, but they were worse in the yards. They were about 50-something yards worse than their opponents. I want to see a positive differential on both sides. I want to outscore teams by 5 to 10 points. I want to outgain teams by 100-plus yards. Be significantly better than your opponent, and you've got the schedule to do it. That's that's what I want to see defensively from this team. And that goes with the offense as well, because if the defense is doing a good job but the offense isn't doing anything, then, then it doesn't matter. But be better. Better all around, I guess, is what you want to boil this wish down to, this, this part of the wish list. Be better all around. Have a better, more balanced offense and have a much improved, balanced defense. And you, you like I said, you have the schedule to do it. KU will be a very tough offense to face. K-State will be a very tough offense to face. UCF's probably going to be a very difficult offense to face as well. Outside of that, it's not that difficult. Those are your three hardest games. Two of them are at home. The other thing that I want to see is health. Stay healthy. That's a big wish for me. Stay healthy. They were not healthy last year. Spencer Sanders, offensive lineman, defensive uh, front line, defensive lineman, and backers getting hurt. So stay healthy. Uh, now, kind of team things that I want to see. I want to see them go undefeated into conference play. Not a hard ask, not a big ask. Basically, the biggest uh, stoppage in that or the roadblock in that would be air- traveling to Arizona State. But that shouldn't be that hard of a game. You should certainly beat Arizona State a team that's getting set to join the Big 12. And you want that momentum over them, beating them at their place out of conference before it becomes a thing in conference play. The The South Alabama game, the Ar- Central Arkansas game, they, those don't worry me. Can't overlook them. They don't worry me. Be, win those games, beat Arizona, beat Arizona State, head into conference play undefeated. Win in Ames. Now this was a big ask until the info came out. Uh, no quarterback, no running back. Oklahoma State's going to be without a, a transfer wide receiver that I wasn't really sure what impact they were going to make anyway. But Iowa State is hurting because of this gambling scandal. I wanted this on the wish list already just because Oklahoma State in Ames is not favorable. But now you should not lose in Ames. You should not lose in Ames, and if you do, it's going to be a rough start because that is your first conference game for the Cowboys. It's going to be a rough start into conference play. You win in Ames, set the tone, you come home for a couple of home games. Not easy ones, but home games. Next up, win the last bedlam. This one's huge for me because I want to have the last say. Not that it matters in the grand scheme of things because you're still going to be whatever, 11 and 8, I don't need, I try not to think of the record, whatever it is. But winning the last bedlam would at least feel good. 
OU fans are going to pretend like it doesn't bother them, like they don't care because they have the 91 wins or 89, whatever the record is. But it will bother them knowing they lost the last bedlam. You've got it at home. Win the last bedlam. That's a big one for me. And it would be, if I put these in order, it would be at the top. It would be at the top of the list. So win, win the last bedlam, get the last, not really the last laugh, but just like the last say, the last thing. We won the last bedlam. Peace out. Have fun being mediocre in the SEC. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. We'll enjoy our new Big 12. And haha, got you the last time. Otherwise, it's the same old, same old with them. So win the last bedlam. That's, that's a big one for me. Go 3-1 and one against the newcomers. That's BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. I almost put go 4-0, and oh, but I think winning at UCF is a big ask. That's the one. BYU, Cincy at home, Houston on the road, you should all win those. Those should all be wins. If they're not, this season's probably not looking as good as I'd hoped it would. So 3-1 and one against the newcomers. With that one loss, I think, going to be UCF. Uh, but you win that game, certainly 4-0 is, is on the table for, for the records against the new teams coming in to the Big 12. And then you'll have a whole nother set of new teams uh, coming into the Big 12 as OU and Texas leave. Also, that does another point to the win last bedlam. You got the last win over Texas before they leave, so now get the last win over OU as well. I want to see five conference wins. And if you do the math, you can kind of add that up from what I've been talking about. Win in Ames, well, that's one. Win Bedlam, that's two. And go three and one against the newcomers. There's your five right there. That leaves a road game against West Virginia and two home games in what, in my opinion, are the arguably two best teams in the Big 12, K-State and KU, as losses leeway to be losses because I certainly think this team can be better in 8-4, and four, which is what if they were to win 3-0 undefeated, if they were to win five conference games with the one loss to a newcomer and a loss to these three teams that I just mentioned. Not because West Virginia is good. They're certainly not. It's because that trip to Morgantown is tough, especially where it comes at in the schedule. So, to me, if you can accomplish those things, it's a successful season. But the season could certainly be more successful. Because K-State is beatable at home, KU is beatable at home, and West Virginia is beatable at home. Now, one of those other games will probably slip you up at some point, but give yourself some leeway, especially if you win those games early on. Because those KU-K-State games come early in the season. It leaves you some leeway to lose to a Houston later on. But I think 8-4 and four is a fair ask of this team. I think 10-2 and two is the best-case scenario for this team. I think 8-4 and four is a fair ask. 6-6 six and six is not good. I would be very much disappointed in 6-6. Six and six. We, we, I've talked about it before, but Mike Gundy has never had, since his third year at Oklahoma State. He has never had back-to-back bad seasons. He was not good his first three seasons, but since then, he has not had back-to-back bad seasons. And last year was a bad season. 
So if he wants to keep that trend going, he's going to have to have a good year this year. And I certainly think, thanks to the schedule, they are built to be able to do that. What is Nardo going to do as the new defensive coordinator? Can Casey Dunn kind of finally put everything together? He certainly so strides. I mean, look at how good the team was two seasons ago when Sanders was healthy for the first for the full year. So he's certainly shown strides. He's certainly shown flashes of being great. Who's going to be the star running back? A lot of people are really excited about Ollie Gordon. I am too. I'm also excited about Elijah Collins to transfer. Which leads me to my final ask, and that a star emerges from all these transfers. Is it Deshaun Stribling? Is it Elijah Collins? Is it someone else that I'm overlooking? Someone emerges. Is it Leon Johnson III, the wide receiver transfer? Someone comes out. Is it someone on defense? Is it Justin Kirkland, Anthony Goodlow, Justin Wright? But someone needs to emerge and be a star for this team. I believe it's going to be Deshaun Stribling. Next to Blaine Green, next to Brennan Presley, next to Jaden Bray. That four-wide receiver tandem, I think Stribling is going to emerge as a star. Presley is already great. I think he emerges right next to him as being great as well. And if Elijah Collins was the guy that came out and rushed for 1,000 yards, I would not be surprised. I'm I'm big on Elijah Collins. So one or two stars emerge. You figure out the quarterback situation. And those are the things I want to see. So recapping, I want a 1,000-yard rusher. I want a quarterback to throw for at least 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and no more than 10 interceptions. I want to see big improvements to the O-line. I want Casey Dunn to either figure it out or I want him gone. I want to see big improvements to the defense. I want to see positive differential in yards and points. I want health from the team. I want to see this team go into conference play undefeated, win in Ames week one of the Big 12, win the last bedlam, go 3-1 and one against the newcomers, win at least five conference games, get to eight wins, more would be icing on the cake, and someone to emerge as a star. Kickoff is just over a week away as the team gets set to take on Central Arkansas, a game that is at 6 o'clock on Saturday, September the 2nd. And it will be a decent showcase of what this team will look like going forward. Then you take on Arizona State, that is the big test. The thing with the Central Arkansas game is it's a tune-up. I want to see someone come in. I don't want to talk too much about this because that's next week's episode. But I want to see who the quarterback's going to be and what the rest of the team looks like going forward. So that's my wish list. I want a good season. I need a good season. If it's disappointing season, I'm going to be asking for a lot of change from the top down. So my fingers are crossed for a good season. Those are the things I want to see. Ultimately, I just want to see a good season. I'm Matt Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.